morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Give the show site a follow on Twitter as well at Big Ten MM. It is Tuesday, January 28, 2020. And yesterday, inside the conference, saw plenty of action. We'll start off with what I believe is the biggest news coming out of Bloomington yesterday as Indiana quarterback transfer Peyton Ramsey is off. He will not be a Hoosier anymore. And when you look back at this past season, Michael Penix coming out of the gate was the starter. Penix, more of a runner, a scrambler, and what Tom Allen believed had a higher ceiling to give the Hoosier offense more explosiveness ultimately got hurt and what happened well Peyton Ramsey to the rescue Ramsey played in multiple games and I think he fared well but however Ramsey realized that his starting job wasn't there he's not going to be the starter he is going to be the backup and I think Ramsey is good enough to play Ramsey is good enough to play at a high level Clearly, as you've seen, he put up some very good stats. And with Michael Penix coming back in, being healthy, being just a redshirt sophomore going into next year, yeah, I think that Ramsey saw the writing on the walls and said, you know what, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. I'm going to see if there's potential where I could be the number one starter unquestioned and play and play a lot because like I said I think he's a talented quarterback and I think that the situation at Indiana just didn't dictate him being able to get a chokehold of that job and so Peyton Ramsey will be moving on now it wasn't all bad news yesterday for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers as they added 20 Georgia defensive end Jalen Mayela going to say that again, Mayela. At 6'6", 218 pounds, Mayela had offers from Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, Rutgers, Arizona, and UCLA. Very solid offer list, although not a ton of elite, elite programs on there. Mayela is a little on the light side. At 218 pounds, he's going to have to add on some very good weight when he gets to Bloomington in order to be that higher level type of player. When you're looking at 218 pounds, I mean, an offensive lineman, they, they average probably about 285, 290 pounds. That's not going to cut it. Offensive linemen are going to push him around like a ragdoll. So he's clearly going to have to add on a lot of weight. I would have to guess that he would be a big-time redshirt candidate for this coming year when he gets on campus. But we will see. But a, still a solid ad for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. Maryland also added to their 20 class and Pennsylvania offensive tackle Emilio Moran out of a community college. At 6'5", 308 pounds, he had offers from Indiana along with Texas Tech and ECU. Uh, not a huge fan of this. What I do like, however, is the fact that Mike Loxley went out and grabbed a college-ready body. Uh, offer list, clearly not that impressive. Indiana's a good school, but they're not elite elite. You're also looking at Texas Tech. They pass a lot, so you would expect that Emilio Moran would 
be very good at pass blocking. And then ECU, yeah, they're a good program, but, you know, again, they, they're not the elite elite. Uh, I like the size at 6'5", 308 pounds. He comes in, like I said, with the college-ready body. So we'll see how Moran fits in when he gets to College Park later on this year. However, another quarterback is transferring, and this time it's Maryland's Mac Bort Max Bortenschlager. He will be entering the transfer portal. There was all sorts of quarterbacks being played for Maryland this past year. You saw uh, Josh Jackson. You saw Tyrell Pigromi. There's just, I mean, Jackson's gone because he was a graduate transfer from Virginia Tech. But Pigromi probably, you know, has a solid stance on that quarterback position for Loxley going forward. And Bortenschlager, you know, similar to Ramsey's situation, although I'm not sure Bortenschlager is as good as Ramsey. Uh, I think that both the players were just wanting a fresh start and potentially getting a chance to start at another school. Rutgers added preferred walk-on running back Piotr Partila. Uh, again, I, I'm not a huge guy on the preferred walk-ons. A lot of times they don't really you know, do much when they get onto campus. So uh, Partila... Eh, you know, it is what it is. He'll be on the team, but I highly doubt that he will ever make an impact at the collegiate level. However, Greg Schiano is rounding out his staff. Yesterday added special teams coordinator Adam Shear to his staff. Shear previously worked at Mich uh, I'm sorry, Mississippi State, and uh, he was under a pretty similar situation there as a special teams coordinator. So. Solid ad for Greg Schiano and his staff. The Badgers are losing another tight end as Seth Currens has entered the transfer portal. The Badgers are really, really thin at tight end. It was an issue last year. It's going to be an issue this coming year as well for Paul Christ and his staff. Very interesting to see what goes on going forward with that. Uh, CBS Sports Barrett Saley made a list of the top 32 draft eligible prospects for 21 for the 2020 class, uh, year. I keep saying it's the 21 because the season will end next year. It begins in 20, ends in 21. So with that, remember, this is not a NFL mock draft. This is not a big board. This is just a list of who he believes are the best draft eligible players going into the season. Now, this list clearly will change as new names pop up etc etc but there's some big 10 players on this list and i'm gonna bring them to you right now justin fields ohio state's quarterback checks in at number two behind trevor lawrence the number one overall player that saley has in the country sean wade is at four remember wade was a redshirt sophomore this past year flirted with going to the nfl draft ultimately decided to come back for his fourth year, I cannot see Wade staying any longer than this past season, this next upcoming season in Columbus. At 10, Ohio State guard Wyatt Davis. Davis made multiple All-American lists, so not a surprise to see Davis very high on Sally's list as well. At 15, you have Purdue's star wide receiver, running back, return man, all everything Rondell Moore he was absolutely fantastic his freshman year unfortunately last year plagued with injuries really didn't get a chance to play a lot but 
silver lining there. David Bell emerged as a go-to wide receiver in Jeff Brom's offense. So, yeah, I think they've got a pair of pretty damn good wideouts slash I don't know what the hell really to call Rondale Moore. All-purpose everything, I guess is what you can call him. They got a pair of playmakers out wide for the Boilermakers. And at 16, the final player on Sally's list inside the conference is linebacker Penn State's Micah Parsons. Parsons is a absolute monster. Watched him in the bowl game. He was everywhere causing fumbles, tackles for loss in the backfield. The only issue that I have with Parsons is a little bit of, you know, immaturity. Uh, clearly he was named as one of the players who was potentially uh, harassing their, their former teammates. So it's interesting to see uh, what's going to go on with Parsons at the next level, if he could kind of rein in, you know, become a little bit more mature because he has all the talent in the world to be a fine, fine football player at the next level. All right, moving on to the hardwood. Jawan Howard yesterday announced the suspension of Xavier Simpson for tonight's game. He will be missing it due to breaking a team rule. Howard really didn't go into more details as to you know what exactly that rule is and how Simpson broke it. But unfortunately for the Wolverines, Simpson's not going to be around for tonight's game where I believe, let me just double check, I believe they're facing Purdue. Oh, nope, I'm sorry, that was the other game. They are facing Nebraska, and uh, they should, although they are going to Nebraska to face Fred Hoiberg's squad, I believe that they should win this one pretty handily. There was the Big Ten Conference awards that got uh, handed out yesterday. And they might as well rename the Big Ten Freshman of the Week the Kofi Coburn Award because Coburn once again won. And it just doesn't surprise me. I believe that is seven times this year that he has been the Big Ten Freshman of the Week. That is correct. Seven times. First Illini player in Big Ten history to earn the award seven times. He averaged almost a double-double in wins against Purdue and Michigan, 13.5 points and nine boards, chipping in a block and a half. But the big name, the player of the week, went to sophomore from Maryland, Jalen Smith. Smith was absolutely fantastic in their wins against Northwestern and Indiana this past weekend. He did average a double-double at 27 points, 11 rebounds, and a block and a half. He shot almost 55% from three. Very, very impressive is what Smith did. However, I think that the Big Ten potentially got this one wrong because uh, Jay Billis, he named Illinois guard Aodosumu as his co-player of the week, along with Kentucky's Nick Richards. Uh, both of them averaged 22.5 points a game. DeSumo clearly made the game-winning shot against Michigan, and he's done that multiple times this year. And, you know, like I said, DeSumo is playing himself into one of the best players in the country and a potential lottery pick. You heard it here first. No, nah, probably not. But he is really evolving his game is coming around and not only that the fighting Illini 
they are doing an absolutely fantastic job because they are second in I'm sorry they're first in the conference they're tied in the conference lead because their name their name comes up second in the rankings but uh, they're tied with Michigan State but it's very very impressive what they're doing all right let's take a quick look at the coaches and AP poll we'll start off with the AP as the highest ranked conference team is Michigan State they are at 14 Maryland is right behind them at 15 the Iowa Hawkeyes are at 18 Illinois they I think they should have moved up a little bit more only moving up two spots to 19 after a really good week and then there are two Big Ten teams at the end of the rankings. You've got Penn State at 24, and Rutgers just barely stayed in at 25. Over to the coaches' poll, the highest-ranked team still is Michigan State at 14. They've got Maryland right behind them at 15. Iowa also at 18, and Illinois at 19. Penn State, however, isn't 24. They are 23 in this one. And then Rutgers still at 25. And then others receiving votes. Uh, the Buckeyes are right there, which kind of boggles my mind because they just they haven't played well. Their, their win against Northwestern on Sunday night, yeah, it was what, 12 points, but eh, not very impressive. Eh, I, I just think that, you know, they're, they're good, not great. And you know, I saw Dickie V tweet out that they might have a rough time getting into the NCAA tournament. I don't know what he's talking about. I think they're a shoe-in, although I'm not sure they can make much noise in the tournament. I still think that they are going to make it. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Once again, give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Go ahead and follow the show site as well, Big Ten MM. Rate us review us and share us on all of your listening platforms have a great tuesday big ted fans talk to you tomorrow morning